This is the Show Up Show, helping coaches, service providers, leaders, and entrepreneurs to master showing up to build their brand, authority, and grow their business. Whether it's showing up on social media, in front of an audience, on a live interview, or an actual stage, this podcast is going to help you overcome visibility fear to confidently brand yourself as the authority in your industry. I'm Joanne Chan, aka the Confidence and Visibility Queen, and I am on a mission to share how I went from a nobody to the confident leader I am today, what I have learned and what I have done to build my brand and business from scratch, and help you do the same so that you can make an impact in the world with the meaningful work that you do. Whether you are new to the business world or feeling unsure about public visibility, or you want to be seen and heard in a way that doesn't feel icky but authentic to you, you will discover how to become visible in your own unique way and show up as the confident entrepreneur you have always dreamed about becoming. Now, it's time to get you show up and be confidently visible so you can easily attract more clients and opportunities for yourself. After working with small business owners in the TV advertising world, she decided to walk out of corporate and start her own marketing business online. Today, she is a three-time celebrity endorsed author and the creator of Moxie Entrepreneur and Moxie Media Solutions and the author of Unleash Your Moxie endorsed by Barbara Cochran from Shark Tank. She teaches women and small business owners all over the world how to create six- and seven-figure incomes by getting raw and moxie in business. She has most recently started a program called Rich, Fit and Happy, focused on helping business owners in the health and wellness space as well as personal finance so that they can thrive in these three areas, health, wealth and happiness. So guys, help me in welcoming our special guest today, Krista O'Connell. Hi, Krista. Welcome to the show. Hello. I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for the invite. It's so lovely to meet you. The first question I have is like, you know, when I when I was doing my research, I read about, you know, as I mentioned in your bio as well, you actually quit your corporate job. So I want to know what motivated you to quit your job because you were doing pretty well. And why did you quit the job and start your own marketing agency? Okay, so when I left the TV advertising world, I knew I needed to make a change for several reasons. I uh to be real honest, that's what I like to be. <laughs> I like to be honest. I left because of one quote that I heard. It was from a gentleman, and I'm not sure if I can remember his name. He's an older gentleman, and he he coached uh, business owners himself, and he was a speaker. And he said, you become like the five people you surround yourself with. And I heard that it was like, I don't know if you remember the day, the days of the CD, the little CDs that you put in your car. Well, I was listening to Brian Tracy. That was his name, Brian Tracy. And I guess I'd never really heard it said quite like that before. And he said that your income and everything is, will match those of those uh, of the five people you spend the most time with. And so I started really looking at the people that I surround myself with on the daily, and I didn't like what I saw. 
So that began the very real mindset shift that occurred because I really didn't even have to take that many actions for the shift to happen. And the next thing I know, I have a real estate license and I'm selling commercial real estate and I'm working with investors. So that was in 08, 09. And I, when I was working with small business owners in TV advertising, even though I liked it and I liked marketing, uh, I, because I was working for somebody else, I could never really break past a certain income level because they would change the commission structure every time I would hit a goal, hit a sales goal. So I was done with that. And what I had done was changed. I had, I made some simple mindset uh, shifts and went and got my real estate license and wanted to work with investors and grow my income and really focus on different income streams instead of just active income. So I went to a weekend um, retreat, I guess, if you will, workshop. It was put on by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. And that changed everything for me. I literally never looked back after that weekend because I saw everything differently. And that was also about the time that I was invited to a bloggers group. I laughed because I didn't know what a blog was. And so I went to this networking event and they kept talking about blogs. And I finally worked up the nerve to say to someone, what, what is a blog? <laughs> and just about the time that this gentleman was kind enough to explain what a blog was and not make me feel stupid, I remember thinking, I think I want one of these. Like, this is so interesting, which led me to go online to see, you know, I knew Facebook existed, but I didn't really know the depth of what was happening online. And that is when I started noticing little uh, videos everywhere. And then, of course, YouTube. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I was selling 30 second TV ads for thousands of dollars. And we couldn't even with what, what is called Nielsen ratings here in the United States, we couldn't even really prove that that many eyes were watching that commercial, but yet we were charging thousands of dollars and small business owners were paying it because that's all there really was. So I saw this huge opportunity and this big change occurring online. And I thought you could make 30 second you know, videos or even longer for free. And I was like, this is such a game changer. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to do something myself. I just don't know what it is yet. And then I started from there. Wow, that's amazing. So you mentioned about small business owners and that's the people that you are helping right now. And, you know, because I also work with small business, I wouldn't say small business, but I work mostly with online coaches, service uh, providers and entrepreneurs. And I realized that most of them are struggling with marketing. And because they either don't have a background like you, you know, work in the marketing, advertising, uh, you know, uh, corporate in, before, they just, or they came from other background, you know, and they don't know, not, they know nothing at all about marketing and they know nothing at all about business, but they are in business right now. They are working on their, for themselves. They are building a business. They are building a brand. So what is the best way to go about it? Like for, for new entrepreneurs, first time entrepreneurs, small business owners or coaches, 
what is the best way to go to do marketing? Is it to outsource to others, like expert like yourself, hire someone to do the job? Or is it a must? Would you say it's a must for business owners and entrepreneurs to learn about marketing ourselves? Yes, and it doesn't have to be hard. Um, I will say that I think of branding and marketing as this. Think about what it is that you can do or what can you promise as a result. What do you know that you can promise and promise it consistently? So think about what you can do and put that in your marketing and start learning copy and hooks, how to write a good hook. And the great thing about that is there's never been a better time because chat GPT is free. And I wouldn't suggest that you get on chat GPT and let it do all the work for you, but they didn't have this when I started. So I had to learn from scratch and I had to buy programs and I had to learn from others and I had to practice. And chat GPT is such a game changer that you can just, you know, get on there. And are you using it? By the way, you shook your head when I said that. I'm not. I'm about to. I'm about to. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it actually can help you. It can help you write a book. It can do a lot of things that I had to do from scratch. The thing is, you don't want I'm not suggesting to use it to do the work for you, but have it help you like brainstorming. So think of it as somebody that's literally helping you. That's a brainiac. So this brainiac is going to work with you to write and guide you. It's like it's almost like having a writing mentor. But the prompts are part of what is going to be important for someone to practice and get used to. But you can tell ChatGPT to give you five marketing hooks for your business and you can just see what it gives you and then start massaging it and, and start um, asking it more to, to become more specific. And you can just start prompting it and just start talking to it in a way that um, it kind of, in a sense, customizes it for you so that you feel, and then I would suggest maybe even rewriting it just a little bit, but, but doing this and doing it daily because anything that you practice like this, you get really good at. But what you'll soon realize when you do this is like, this is what a hook is. You got it in marketing and copy. You got to understand what a hook is. You know, I came from a sales background that made all the difference in the world for me. Not everybody has that sales background. But for the years leading up to me starting my own business, it I was asking for the sale. I was out there face to face in front of business owners and they were, you know, like laughing at me or I mean, I've had a I had a lot of rejection and that helped me. It helped me have thicker skin. It helped me understand how important the conversation is, asking the right questions, listening. And so I have to remember, or I had to remember, and I still do, I have to remind myself that not everybody has had that. So marketing can do some of that for you mm. so that it's not so uncomfortable and full of rejection. 
Although you will have to ask for the sale in many ways in your business, um, marketing does a lot of that for you. And it kind of warms up your potential clients so that when you do, if you have a higher ticket item, higher ticket service, like I started out with a $6,000 product because that was the value that I chose to offer. And I knew I wanted to hit six figures as soon as possible. And because that hitting that six figures is what is going to get you, it's going to force you to learn so much and get the ball rolling so that you can start putting some of that money back in and then hiring someone to help you. Yeah. So I kind of got, I got a little bit lost there with what I was saying. <laughs> no, it's okay. So I think that leads me to the next question, which is what is the biggest mistake? What is the big no, no when it comes to marketing that most people are making right now in the industry that you'll see, you know, I think, uh, I think the big no, no is, is, um, not copying what others do so much. I think that we can be inspired by what others are doing in their marketing, but it can you could easily look at others' marketing and begin to let it impress upon you. You could let it um, become part of your marketing without realizing it and there's no authenticity there and so then you're in a situation where you're not being yourself and the result that you get your in you if you do get clients from that the results that you get won't be authentic so you so this is like a like a a, a bad habit to start out doing so if you do like what i suggested which is get a mentor get a uh, start learning copy, understand what some of it is, and then go back to what I said about the branding and marketing. What can you promise? I know that you see what others are promising. We see it every day in marketing, but what can you promise as a result yourself? And so that you're coming from a, you're coming from an authentic place and not just regurgitating information that you've heard. People can see through that now. Yeah. I can see through it. I, I, so, so just be yourself and it doesn't have to be perfect marketing. Um, you definitely in your, in your marketing want to lead them to a call to action. Yeah. 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 There's a lot, there's a, I would say a small mistake that a lot of people are making. They don't have a CTA or call to action at the end of the copy or, you know, at the end of the video, it's like, okay, so now what, right? I, I got your value, you know, now what? Like, what do I do, right? So yeah, that is that is very important things for the reminder to always have a call to action at the end of your copy. And the other thing you mentioned about authenticity, I really love that. And, you know, right now, we because we learn so many different, mar- there's so many marketing gurus in the industry today, right? Let's be honest. And everyone has their own different five-step framework or strategies and a lot of people are just getting overwhelmed and confused and they yeah. are in a place that they don't even know where to start and what to do anymore. So um, if they are feeling overwhelmed right now, what would be your advice for them? So you know, like stop looking at what everybody else is doing and stick with something, maybe practice with chat GPT um, and get a 
get into a couple, one or maybe two, but get into a Facebook group. So my suggestion, getting back to answer your question, is to focus on doing and not so much what everybody else is doing, because it does, it'll cause, it'll cause that confusion. So you've got to create a, uh, you know, a path for yourself and stay on the path. So if you recognize and notice that, notice where you're spending your time. And if you notice that you're spending too much time looking at others, you aren't going to be taking any actions. Mm. So what people also, I mean, of all ages, I started thinking of my, my kids, they're in their early 20s, but of all ages, we tend to uh, get confused and a confused mind doesn't take action. A confused mind doesn't buy and you're not really getting anywhere. So if you can shut out the noise and allow yourself to only just join a group of people, a networking group, a mentoring uh, group, and to stay with that. Stop looking at what everybody else is doing. I think it's going to make a world of difference. And then ask yourself how much action you're taking every day. You're actually going to learn more by by your own actions than by watching others, believe it or not. Yeah, I love that, that you say something that really, I'm going to pull out that as a quote for the, from this episode. It's like, focus on doing instead of looking at you know, what, other, what other people are doing. I, I really love that. I think it's really so true. Yeah. Did you have to, because right now, actually, I, I, I'm a visibility coach, um, a confidence coach for female, especially female entrepreneurs. And a lot of them, they come to me because they are afraid. They have this fear of being judged, being, you know, putting themselves out there. Um, and did you have to overcome the fear of putting yourself out there or showing up or speaking in front of others going live when you first started your business? Yes. So even though I felt like I had, I had mentioned earlier about the rejection and being in sales and being face to face, I had never spoke in a, in a large group before. So I had to overcome that. Um, doing a live stream, that was really hard for me. So it's not always been easy. But one thing that I did too is I started small and that can actually be really helpful. Here's what I mean. I started with what I called an anchor event and it was once a week. And this was before, I didn't do video. They didn't have live stream back then. So I think they had Skype, of course, but I didn't use that for live, for, um, live stream. But I invited people to an opt-in page. And then once they got on that opt-in page with their email, they got a phone number. So I got a bridge line. Do you, do you recognize this term, a bridge line? I don't know if <laughs> it's like old school, but it was, just, it was just a phone number. People called in and they could hear me. So that's how I had my call. Wow. They would literally be listening. Yeah, they would listen on what was called a bridge line. And so I could have, you know, hundreds of people listening on a call instead of because Facebook didn't have live stream yet. So none of that existed quite yet. So I did that once a week. And I remember the first time. So it wasn't video, but the first time I had it, only two people showed up. One of them was a friend of mine. <laughs> and I didn't know exactly what I was going to talk about. I just knew I was going to talk about money and mindset. So I talked about those things. And I remember being so nervous that I had written everything down that I was going to say. And I caught myself reading it off the paper, which is drastically different than what I do now. Like I just, And so 
some of the, tr so repetition, repetition is what changed that for me. I made myself do it. I got nervous every time, but I realized once I started doing it, it wasn't as hard. It just, it, it it's almost like something happens naturally to us. And yes, I'm not, na I naturally talk. Okay. I like to talk, but making sense <laughs> and, and sharing something of value that was all new to me. <laughs> like that was new to me and keeping it um, both conversational and productive, you know, like, uh, so that all came naturally after I just started doing it. And so it helped to have a little audience. So now people are having, are getting on live streams and there's how many people watching that can be scary. So like I said, maybe start a Facebook group. Here's what I would do. If I was real scared, <laughs> I would, I would start a Facebook group and just do live streams and don't let anybody in. Just do it as if they're watching just to get used to it and then watch yourself and learn by watching yourself. Mm. Does that make sense? So learn by watching and saying, and just tweak testing and tweaking and doing it again and again. And then I think what will happen is you will just get better. Just like I said, just naturally by doing it. Yes, precisely. Precisely. That's what I always tell my students as well, because when I first started, I also got nervous. I also got put down. I also got criticized and got judged by my friends and family. And I just didn't care. And I just kept going and kept doing, I kept showing up. And now I get, I kept getting better, right? Yeah. So that's how you just have to start. And that is the scariest place, to be honest, to start. But you just have to start. If not, you're going to suck there forever. And yeah. I, when I was doing my research, this is a question that is out of marketing, I, I believe. Um, it's all more about your story, your background. Because when I was doing my research, I also, I saw that you mentioned you actually live in a car as a teenager and that you kept it as a secret out of shame for many years. And then yes. realize it was your superpower. Talk to us about that. Okay. So I um, lived in my car when I was 18. And it was horribly embarrassing at the time. In my That was my mindset. I felt like it was the, I had hit rock bottom. It was like the lowest of the low. It was so painful. But at the time, I just kept going because I had to get myself out of the situation, but I remember being with friends and not telling them. And I look back at that and think that's absolutely crazy. When you think about it, like, how did I keep that a secret? And they had the kind of life that I take that back. There was, there, there was one friend that I did spend one night on her couch, but she didn't, she just thought I was spending the night just because you know, we had stayed up late talking and I told her the next day. Anyway, long story short, it was at, so it was about a month that this took place and it ended up being my superpower because it made me resourceful. So I had to figure out how every night I had to figure out where I was going to find to park my car and not be noticed by the cops because you can't just park anywhere and sleep in your car. Not everybody wants that. And back then they didn't have a Walmart. 
<laughs> so it was just like, it was, I remember feeling, there were moments of feeling sad and lonely, but what I would do is I would turn it around and keep going. So it was not the age of the cell phone. And I remember um, not having a job at one point and I was in school. I was going to, to college. So I had to quit college because I just couldn't take it anymore. Like I couldn't take the stress of it anymore within that month's time. And I thought I'm going to go get a full-time job. And I literally had to use a phone on a pay, a phone number from a pay phone. And I just would hang around that pay phone at a, at a park bench waiting for that phone to ring. And I did, I got a job, a full-time job at a, um, makeup store called um, no, um, Merle Norman's as the manager. And I didn't end up taking that job because I moved that week. I got an opportunity to move to a whole different state, Des Moines, Iowa. And so I did. But and that and I made new friends and changed my life. But I needed I needed to completely remove myself from the situation, from the the town that I had grown up in, and that helped me grow. So again, it made me resourceful, and it made me take a. It's almost like it forced me out of the town that I grew up in. Have you ever heard that you grow by moving away from the town that you grew up in? Yes. That is exactly what happened, and the things that that had happened and transpired within a very short period of time that led me to living in my car. I sometimes feel like it was meant to be. I was supposed to move on from there and it was doing it for me. And, uh, but that the week that I pulled myself together, I remember borrowing a dress for the, from a friend for the interview and going into a public restroom and doing my hair and makeup and going to that interview and then giving them th the number, the phone number from the pay phone, all of it was, it seems crazy, but it was like, it was that resourcefulness that I sometimes will remind myself of. You just, that's how you make things happen. That's just how you make things happen. Have you ever seen the movie, um, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith? Yes, love it. What? When I, I love that movie. When I have watched that movie, I have cried because it reminds me when he is in the subway yeah, and he's in the bathroom and he's crying. Like I was, I had a car. Okay. So I was not as bad. I was not in a, and I did not have a child that I was scared to death for, but that feeling of loneliness, like you are so all alone here. Um, it motivates you in a way that nothing else can. Actually, if you don't mind me asking, what happened? Did you run away from home or did you have some? So I, uh, I had a um, family that had an alcohol. I had a member of the family that had an alcohol problem. And so I was just escaping from uh, that situation. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, sure. No worries. <laughs> but, but again, th that type of um, staying in toxic environments People do that, and I know why they do it. I know why they do it because if that was if that was your upbringing, and you have literally been in that state of um, toxic codependent behavior um, your whole life, then you don't know peace. You don't know what peace feels like. So there is a transition period, but you have to leave situations that are toxic. 
and that's just part of life. And that also helped me because I had to go within to recognize it. I didn't know it was called toxic codependence. I didn't know what it was called. I just knew that I didn't want it in my life anymore. And I had to get to that level of, of hitting rock bottom in order for me to make a break, make the next, take the next leap. Yeah. Thanks for sharing it's, that. It's really a beautiful story, an inspiring story. Oh, I don't see, I don't see it as beautiful, but the end result was beautiful. Yeah. I do definitely think that the end result, if, if you can overcome an obstacle like that, um, it absolutely changes you and you'll always have that to remind you of your resourcefulness. The reason why I want to ask this question is because it reminds me as well, I have a similar experience, but I'm not going to share it. I'm actually about to write my first book. It's all about my story. And so it's just like the reason why I want to, you know, you are on my show today is like, um, it's not a coincidence, right? You give me so many different inspiration for me to go about writing my first book and oh, good. I say thank you so much for that oh you're welcome I hope you do I know you will I know you will but I hope chat GPT helps you I know that I went to a um, little workshop over last weekend in Orlando Florida and that's what they were talking about and while I was there uh, a couple of guys at the round at our round table said that they had wrote one in an hour in one hour so they were taking what he was telling them and learning the prompts and they wrote it in an hour wow wow i'm gonna well because i'm not sure because you know i heard about ai and i when i announced that i'm going to write a book i have a friend like message me and saying hey you know i have this software to help you write a book i just couldn't trust it it's like i really want to write write like type my own word i write my book you know so use it as a tool to help guide you and to keep you on track. And so what you'll be doing is prompts. So watch some YouTube videos on how to do it. I'm not teaching it or anything. I'm just suggesting you, like it will really help motivate you and get you started. Um, it could, you start by having it write the first five chapters and you tell it what you want it to be about. And it can help you with the title. It can help you with the hooks. It's like really cool. It's really cool. Um, And then uh, there is another software program that you can. You can put it in this program to test to make sure that it's because you do want you are going to be putting in some of your own words. okay? but you want to make sure that it's not so chat DPG. Chat GPT detectable, right? So there's a software program that can help you and it it can grade it. So basically it can give you a percentage. So it knows there's another software system that knows what percentage was written in chat GPT. And so because, yeah, isn't that interesting? So I don't know how it's doing that. I have no idea. But um, so that can help you too. go recognize. Okay, so this is, yeah, so use it as a tool instead of having it do the work for you. You know, I'm thinking I have a teaching background and that's what my, my major was in college. And I'm thinking of all the teachers right now (laughs) that are going to be faced with this and have to come up with new strategies on how to keep this under control in the classroom. The last question that I had is what is one simple, what is one simple thing that you did that massively change your life or business and you can't stop telling others to do. 
start an online business, <laughs> whether it be coaching, whether it be merchandise. I don't sell merchandise. Um, I sell, I've always stuck with coaching, um, but I create income streams for yourself, different income streams, because that is what is happening right now. Um, when I say that's what's happening right now, what I mean is it's necessary for what's happening right now. Um, it's so volatile and it's, I've always, that when I started out, my message was in, in 09, my message was to create income, multiple income streams. And I had learned that from Robert Kiyosaki and I learned it. He, he did it in real estate though, with passive income. And I had flipped a house or two and learned. And I also knew that I didn't really like it, but I wanted to try what was online. And I knew that what I saw online was just like my cup of tea because I like to talk and it, I'm such a curious person and I like to write. So that was my jam, but I, I can't, I can't emphasize enough to at least find something online to do to create income streams for yourself so that you are not 100% um, relying on nine to five. Relying on, yeah, relying on a job that can basically let, let you go any minute. Yes. So I just had a friend actually that happened to, and she's a physician's assistant. And she was let go and she was doing, she was doing the online telehealth. And so, you know, she, she can find another job and she can do, a, she can work in a walk-in clinic as a PA, but I'm telling her right now, this is your opportunity. Cause I've told her before to do this online and she just hasn't done it yet because she works so many hours and I'm like, here you go. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have a second stream of income. You never know what's going to happen. Like COVID, you know, we never, none of us saw it coming. Then right now it's recession, right? Everything is just so uncertain in the, in the economy, in the world right now, everywhere, right? So it's mm -hmm. really good to have a second stream of income or to start your own business. At least you are responsible for it, right? And like you said, so thank you so much for sharing all your insights and all the stories and all the advice, I'm sure a lot of people, they want to get to know you more or connect with you or even work with you. Where where can people find you? Where can I send people to you? Oh, you know what? Um, I had meant to put a, um, a link, but first of all, they can go to richfitandhappy.com. That right now is a sales page to join my program. It's a year-long program, and we talk about those three things, health, wealth, and happiness. Happiness meaning the mindset part. Um, so basically how to make more money, how to um, create more wealth, what to do with it once you, you know, some strategies to help put some away so that when you um, retire, if that's what you want to do, you have built a nest egg and wealth. Um, but um, I talk about health because they're absolutely connected. And if you ignore one, you won't have the other. So they're very connected. Um, and so they can go there. Um, they can go to my podcast, The Crystal O Show, which is soon going to be changed to Rich, Fit and Happy. I'm going to I'm going to actually give it that title. Um, and I'm mentioning that only because in case you they're listening to this in a month or two and they can't find the Crystal O Show, that's why. And um, and then I have a Facebook group called Rich, Fit, and Happy that I'm going to start doing live streams. So if you want to join that Facebook group, find me and then um, connect with me there. Sure. 
I will put all the links, all your links in the channel below. So guys, make sure you go and check it out. And I hope you learn a lot from our guest today. If you have any question, you know, you can always send me a DM or send Krista a DM on Facebook or Instagram or leave a comment below and we will love to get back to you. To connect with me and learn more about what I do, go to my website, joannechan.com and follow me on Instagram at joannechancoaching. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Thanks for listening today, watching us today, and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you for listening to the show show with me, Joanne Chan. If you want to create more confidence, visibility, and authority in your business, send me a message on Instagram at joannechancoaching. DM me the word show up and I will send you my free signature training, Visibility Creates Possibilities, that you can watch right away to start exploding.